find our rest in you. You are our rest. You are our peace. And yes, Lord, the storms rage. Life is difficult. Life is painful. But you're with us. And you're Lord of the storm. So I pray, Heavenly Father, that you would give us strength, give us faith, and give us peace today. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I have a video we're going to start out the sermon with. Storms. Even the most seasoned seafarer trembles at the first clap of thunder on the horizon. Unpredictable, volatile, irrational. The force of a tempest can turn a freighter into a child's bath toy, tossing and turning the vessel at the leisure of wind-blown whitecaps. The Sea of Galilee is known to be particularly prone to sudden storms. Abruptly changing character due to its low geographic position in a valley surrounded by hills. Doesn't that seem familiar? Think about it. Isn't it also true that we often experience some of the strongest storms in the deepest of life's valleys? Scripture tells us of one such storm. Following a day of teaching the crowds, a massive squall battered the vessel that carried Jesus and his disciples. Thunder applauded while wind and waves threatened to capsize the boat, striking fear into the hearts and minds of the disciples. Consumed with their bleak fate, the disciples plead, Who can calm the storm? Teacher, don't you care if we drown? Fear. Addiction. Anxiety. Judgment. Loneliness. Loneliness, depression, uncertainty, struggle, broken, needing acceptance, addiction, anxiety. My whole life I've been surrounded by uh, substance abusers or substances like alcohol or drugs or anything like that and in various forms. And I fell into it around my sophomore year and it just was a huge spiral down in my life. Like I just could never get off of it. I could never stop drinking. I could never stop smoking or doing this or doing that. So last year, I was a freshman, and I already felt like I had almost no friends because during my eighth grade year, practically all of my friends, like, abandoned me. My family went through a phase where there was a big split, and um, I was caught in the middle of it. I didn't know anyone who was going through the same things that I was going through. And uh, it consumed me, you know? It changed exactly, like, completely who I was. It never, it made me into someone who, like, was an aggressor who was angry all the time, who was hurting and hurtful, you know? I didn't really know where to look or where to go to. I had this really big fear of abandonment, 
I don't know what even where it came from. I always care about what are people going to think of me, how are they going to think of the way I dress, the way I look. I don't even know when it started, but I was young. I was about in sixth grade, and I, that's where I started my addiction to pornography. I was the outcast. I never fit in anywhere. People would always look at me and go, oh, it's that guy. Growing up as a child, I never had that perfect family that everyone, or that I dreamed of. I never had a mom and dad who got along. So I always grew up in a world of fighting. Loneliness turned into depression, depression turned into anxiety. I always felt alone, and I felt like no one was there. I was about ready to end my life. I just felt so done with life that I was so depressed that I just felt like no one cared for me. I, I was just so lonely mistakes, that trying to find acceptance. I, I didn't see a point in being on this earth. It's yeah, just, it's never been easy good. just doing things for the wrong reasons. Like, I thought trying to find acceptance that no one was gonna, like, want to hang out with me at lunch or yeah. I already felt like want to hang out with after school. And, uh, it Silence. With a single word, the seas became smooth as glass, and the wind was said to have run out of its breath. Who is this that the wind and the waves, mighty as they may be, bow to his call? The only explanation is he is Lord, and he who can calm the raging sea can surely bring to peace the storm surrounding me. Brothers and sisters in Christ, you know that we live in a stormy world, and life is stormy. At any moment, a storm can hit. It can hit with jarring suddenness, and so often that storm that we face in life is completely out of our control. But I want to tell you today that you, that you are not created to overcome the storms of life. God did not create you to overcome whatever storm, whatever storm it is that you are facing today. But the good news of the gospel is this. Jesus is with you. He's with you. He says, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. And he also promises this. He is Lord of the storm. He is Lord of the storm. Reading our gospel lesson today from Mark chapter 4. Would you please stand? Mark chapter 4, verses 35 through 41. On that day, when evening had come, he said to them, Let us go across to the other side. And leaving the crowd, they took him with them in the boat, just as he was. And other boats were with him. And a great windstorm arose, and the waves were breaking into the boat, so that the boat was already filling. And he, that is Jesus, was in the stern, asleep on the cushion. 
And they woke him and said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? And he awoke and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Peace, be still. And the wind ceased, and there was great calm. He said to them, Why are you so afraid? Have you still no faith? And they were filled with great fear and said to one another, Who then is this that even the wind and the sea obey him? This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated. I remember the day when the overwhelming sense of anxiety hit me. It was a storm that I walked through and that I have walked through for many years. Anxiety, not just for a moment or for a few days or a week or months, but unrelenting, debilitating anxiety. Being at that point of fear and never being able to leave that point of fear. It happened while I attended seminary. I was so desperate, I was actually tempted. Maybe I should just go out and get drunk, or maybe I should find a way to get high. So this sense of fear will finally go away, and I can have some peace in my heart and my mind. Again, thankfully, I didn't do those things. You know what I found instead? I found a church. I found a church that loved me. A church that embraced me. A church that wouldn't give up on me. I didn't share my struggle with this church. When I was serving at Stavanger Lutheran Church in Fergus Falls, Minnesota, I didn't tell anybody about the struggle that I was facing because, to be quite honest, I was ashamed. I was ashamed with my struggle with anxiety. I thought that I wasn't a very faithful Christian or a very strong Christian because of what I was going through and what I was feeling. But one day before a service, one of the leaders of the church, a man named Dean Erkenbrack, said to me, Adam, how are you doing? And then he said with his deep, baritone voice again, tell me, Adam, how are you really doing? And it was at that moment that I broke down and I confessed what I was going through. But it was also at that moment that the leaders of that church surrounded me, laid hands upon me, and prayed for me, and supported me. That's why God has given us the community of believers, the church, so that we can be surrounded and find strength in our storms. Now, I'd like to tell you that the anxiety left, it didn't leave. It actually didn't even get any better, but for me, through that church, there was a certain strength and a certain hope. I was able to get help. I went to Lake Region Medical, or not medical, but mental health clinic, and there I was able to see a psychologist, and he was able to give me some skills to help me through the feelings of anxiety, to help me understand what was going on with me, and to give me hope that there is a future. I thought when I went to go see him that I didn't have a future in ministry anymore. He just laughed at me. He says, you wouldn't believe how many people struggle with what you're struggling with. 
and they're successful in life. And it was actually when he laughed at me that a sense of relief came because I knew that it wasn't as bad as it seemed to me. Storms of life hit suddenly out of nowhere. And it's good for us to know that Jesus is in the boat with us. He's in the boat of life with you. And he promises to never leave you or to forsake you. For me, Jesus didn't instantaneously make my storm of anxiety go away, but he was with me through the storm, and he still is with me through the storm. And he promises to remain in the boat with me no matter what I face in life. And then there's also this promise, one day when Jesus comes again, or when Jesus takes me home to be with him, the Bible says that the sea is like glass at his throne. Not even a hint of a wave. There is coming a day, church, when the storm will be completely calmed when we're in his presence. So I learned through the storm of anxiety that, that I was not created to overcome the storm of life. I learned that Jesus is with me, and Jesus is serving me, and that Jesus is committed to me. And there are many different ways in which Jesus ministered to me. He ministered to me through the people of Stavanger Lutheran Church in rural Fergus Falls, Minnesota. He ministered to me through a psychologist named Nate Larson. He ministered to me through a doctor. He proved that he was with me in the boat as I went through that storm. So three things, the storm, you, and Jesus. So first of all, the storm, we can't control the storms of life. But know this, God is in control of the storms. God was in control of the storm that he allowed to come upon the disciples as they were crossing the Sea of Galilee. So when the storms hit you, remember who's in control. Remember who is Lord of the storm. And remember that God will allow storms. If he's the Lord of the storm, he knew that that storm was going to hit Jesus and the disciples as they were crossing on the Sea of Galilee. God will allow storms. And oftentimes he allows those storms to help us understand our need to depend upon him alone and not to depend upon our own resources. So the storm. You can't control the storms of life. But God's in control of the storm. You. Maybe you're in the storm. Maybe you're going through a storm right now. And I believe that God has a purpose for you in the storm. I actually pity the person who never experiences difficulty or hardship and pain in life. Because it's in the midst of the storm that you learn to depend upon Jesus. And it's in the midst of the storm that you, 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 you come to understand how, how amazing his grace is. How amazing his grace is which sustains us in the midst of the most difficult and dark times of our lives. 
Now, don't get me wrong, I'd never ask for a storm for me or for anyone. None of us wants to go through a storm, but it's in the storm that we learn to trust in Jesus more deeply. If life was always smooth sailing, if life was always calm, we'd never have reason to cry out to Jesus. So you, you're in the storm. And if you're not in the storm, then you you fall into a different category. You've just gone through a storm. Or maybe you're in the storm today, or uh, if you've just come out of the storm, or you're not in a storm right now, guess what? There's another storm on the horizon. So maybe you've just come out of the storm. Maybe the drops of salt water are still dripping from you. And maybe today you're praising Jesus because his grace was sufficient for you. His power was made perfect. And he's the one who sustained you. And you're thanking the Lord for for that grace. Or you're in the storm. And I want to say today, if you're in the storm today, come to this altar now that, that we're winding this whole pandemic thing down, I'm so looking forward to praying with people, to praying with you. So on Sunday mornings, this altar is open for you to come and to receive prayer. So if you're going through the storm today, don't do what I did and wait for something to notice that you're, notice something in you that indicates that you're going through a storm. Instead, come to the altar and receive prayer. Jesus reached out to those who were facing difficulties and hardships in life. He reached out, he touched them. And here, Maple Park Church has been planted in this community to be an extension of Jesus' hands and an extension of his love to you. So if you're going through hardships and difficulties today, come to this altar and receive prayer. There will be a time for that as the service closes. And above all, when when you're going through the storm, don't don't stop attending church. I think sometimes we go through struggles in life and and we think, well, everybody else uh, in, in church doesn't have struggles because they always have a smile on their face and it always seems as if they're doing well. You're going through a storm. Stick to the family of God. Remain in the church. Remain here where you can receive grace and healing and help from the body of Christ. If you're in the storm, we're here for you. We're here for you. And again, as I said, if you are not in a storm today, if everything is smooth sailing, guess what? Another storm will come. Until the day Jesus returns, or until the day we are with him at his throne in his presence, there will be storms. There will be storms. So if you're, if you're facing calm water, calm seas, smooth sailing in your life right now, we thank God for that. We praise God for that. But there's actually, there is a danger when the sea is calm in our lives. There's a danger when the sea is calm. When the sea of life is calm... It's easy to forget Jesus. It's easy to forget Jesus. The calm can actually be more dangerous than the storm itself. 
Because it's in the calm that I become self-confident and less reliant upon Jesus for what I need. So maybe you've just come through the storm. Maybe you're in the storm now. Maybe things are smooth sailing. Sometimes Jesus needs to storm the calm. Sometimes he needs to storm the calm. He needs to storm the calm in our lives so that we grow deeper in our dependence upon him. The storm, you and Jesus. Jesus. This is what this is all about. This is what the account in Mark chapter 4 is all about. It's about Jesus. He is true God. He is creator of the universe. He is Lord of the universe. He is Lord over every storm in life. So listen to the scriptures again. A great windstorm arose and the waves were breaking into the boat so that the boat was already filling. And Jesus was in the stern asleep on the cushion. And they woke him and said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? And Jesus awoke and he rebuked the wind and he said to the sea, Peace, be still. And the wind ceased. And there was great calm. Know today, brothers and sisters in Christ, that the one who is Lord of the storm is with you. He is with you. He's in the boat of life with you. He loves you. And he promises to care for you. And know this, that Jesus has authority to bring peace to you in the midst of whatever storm you're facing in life. He may not calm the circumstances. He might not do that. The storm may continue to rage. But know that he is present. And that he is Lord of the storm. So then I ask the question, how is it possible that Jesus, who was Lord of the storm, how is it possible that he is present in my life? Because I'm a sinner. I'm a sinner. And and I don't have unmovable faith. My faith wavers. How is it that Jesus has committed himself to be present with a sinner like me who is so inconsistent in his walk with the Lord? Jesus is present because he has already committed his life to you. We talk a lot about committing our lives to him, but we forget to remember, we forget the truth that he has committed his life to us. Jesus is present with you today because he has already calmed the greatest storm to strike humanity. Did you know that Jesus has already calmed the storm of sin, death, and hell, and the devil? That he has calmed the greatest storm by his victory on the cross? When Jesus hung upon the cross, he cried out, It is finished. It is finished. The ultimate storm was calmed when Jesus died. When the head of Satan was crushed and when your sin was atoned for. And now through faith in Jesus Christ, you have peace with God. 
You have peace with God. Why would Jesus do something like that for a sinner like me? I remember sharing the gospel with a guy, and I explained what Jesus did for him, and he said, Jesus would do something like that for a guy like me? I said, absolutely. And I gave him the reason. Because Jesus loves you. Even though we are sinners, even though our faith falters and our faith is not as strong as as we wish it was, he loves us. He loves us. For God so loved the world. For God so loved you that he gave his one and only Son. For what purpose? To suffer the most horrific storm imaginable for you. There's no storm like the storm Jesus faced as he hung upon the cross. Jesus suffered the most horrific storm imaginable upon the cross for you and your salvation. And he's present with us now. You see, you and I, we can't earn Jesus' presence. We can't earn his presence with us in the boat of life. We can't earn his presence with us through the storms of life. Rather, Jesus gave himself over to suffer death upon the cross so that you were joined to him. And it's not because you're committed to him, it's because he is committed to you. And the cross is the irrefutable, undeniable proof that Jesus has committed his life to save your life. Jesus has committed his life so that he will always be present with you in the boat of life, through every storm. So there's no need for you to doubt. If my faith was dependent upon me, I'd have every reason to doubt in the midst of the storm. But my faith is not dependent upon me, it's dependent upon the grace of Jesus Christ. For by grace you have been saved, through faith. And this is not of yourself. It is the gift of God. It is the gift of God. The storms, they're real. The storms are frightening. You've been through the storm. You're in the storm. Or you're going to go through the storm at some point in the future. So all I can say to you today is trust in Jesus. He is 100% committed to act as Lord God in the storms that you face for your benefit. Let's pray together. Lord Jesus, we thank you. We thank you that you are always always present with us. And we thank you that your presence with us is not a matter of of what we do for you or what we can accomplish for you or what, what faith we can muster up within ourselves. It is all a gift. It's about your commitment. It's about your love. It's about the cross. So Lord Jesus, as we face the storms of life, As the waves wash over, as the the boat begins to fill, as we begin to fear, draw us closer to yourself. Reach out your arms of love and draw us close to your heart so that we know that your heart beats for us. That your love is unconditional and that your promises are sure and true. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.